All right, here we go. Saturday shine time. Three, two, one. It's time now for the BitQL Boston Podcast. Let's run the slate with your host, Mike Mutnanski. The Prince of Pucks is back. Ooh, baby. What's wow. he ever? If I check the BetQL Boston Twitter account, I see three green check marks. I see a 3-0 clear discard night for the Prince of Bucks. Nice sure work, did. buddy. Nice work. Thank you. I, I, I cashed four bets yesterday. Tiger made the cut, and then I hit all three of my Prince of Puck uh, plays. I was, I was feeling quite crispy this morning when I woke up. It was, it was a wonderful thing. I cashed my bet when I said at the end of the podcast you'd be at Navigation Brewing in Lowell. Absolutely smash that out, one. Guess what? Checkmark winner for Hashtag me. Hashtag Mutt was right. Me. Sent out that tweet. I was so jealous. <laughs> I, couldn't get, I couldn't get there in time leaving Fenway Park for our, uh, our debut in the Ford Clubhouse Studios. But a huge night for the Prince of Pucks. Um, and safe to say we've got a lot, a lot of action this weekend, Shanta. Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of things going on this weekend. Doing the PGA, the Preakness, we got Celtics playoff basketball, we got playoff hockey, we got Red Sox. It is a just a whirlwind of possible betting opportunities. Uh, if you like this podcast, if you like gambling, if you like two guys, two degenerates talking seven days a week about this stuff, and hopefully not just giving you picks, but giving you ideas how to look at things and maybe think about things differently from a sports betting perspective, please subscribe to the BetQL podcast on iTunes, on the Odyssey app, on Spotify. It's very simple, Shime. You go to all three of those, hit the subscribe button. Like you said yesterday, rate and review is a huge help to us in this podcast. Yeah, please. Uh, we we want to know what you think. So if you can't tweet at us and tell us or email us or uh, any of those things what you think, at least leave a review. Let us know if you think it's the best podcast ever or the worst podcast ever. Both are helpful. All right, let's start with the Celtics. Big one tonight. Game three, Eastern Conference Finals. It is Celtics and Heat there at the Garden. This line opens Celtics as a five-and-a-half-point favorite. It has been bet to a Celtics six-and-a-half-point favorite, minus 110. They are minus 270 uh, or 260, depending on where you're looking on the money line. Uh, the over-under is around 207-and-a-half. Uh, the betting, Shime, this is pretty wild. So I thought people were going to be scared away by the spread. The early betting was in the heat getting the points. Yep. Holy crap, Is the money come in on the Celtics. Really? So on the Celtics, uh, on the point spread, this is over 10,000 bets that are logged. Uh, via the Action Network, fifty-seven uh, percent of the money, but sixty-six percent. Uh, excuse me, reset. Fifty-seven percent of the bets, you moron, but sixty-six percent of the money has come in on the Celtics minus six and a half. Eighty-four percent of the bets and ninety-four percent of the money on the Celtics money line. Holy smokes! Uh, over/under is a little bit. Well, uh, the smart money coming in, in the under. Thirty-five percent of the bets, but a full almost sixty percent. Other money on the under. So the money right now is saying Celtics minus the points, Celtics on the money line, Celtics and the under. And I, I was wavering yesterday about the six and a half. Dude, I'm, I, I think that's the right number. I think that's enough. And I, I'm, I'm laying the points tonight with the really? Celtics six and a half. I'm okay. Laying I'm laying it. I'm, I, I'm not quite as confident in laying the six and a half um, as you are. I, I do like the Celtics, though. And I think Celtics tie, tying the Celtics money line to the total is probably what I'll do tonight. Okay. I am firmly on the over on the total here. Right. I see no reason why this should go under. Both teams, as I explained yesterday in the pod and previously, like the defense is not a we're going to shut you down and you can't score defense. It's more of a turnovers create fast break points kind of defensive game so far in game one and two. I expect that to continue. I don't expect either team to just I mean Miami was bad they were outright bad shooting in game two they still scored 102 points so like I just I don't see how this game goes under uh, that 207 mark to me that number should be 210 212 uh, and so I am just gonna I'm gonna take the over there for sure okay let me give you one stat 
And again, you're on the money line, so I'm not trying to tell you to bet. I'm not going to tell you about six and a half. That's a decent number. Um, in games two through four of a seven-game series, okay, a team coming off a loss as an underdog against the spread, 71-114-2. Holy 38 smokes. 38% winning percentage from 2012 and 2013. Is that against the spread in, ga- in the next ATS. game? Yes. Wow. ATS. So, again, this is from Gimme the Dog, which is a subscription yep. site, and I, and I get my info from the Action Network, which I'm a paid subscriber there, and they do an awesome job. Uh, a free plug for them. They, they're, their pro service is not, not, not expensive at all and is a huge benefit to what we do on this show. Yeah. Uh, underdogs in games two through four, underdogs of four more points off a series loss, 71-114-2 against That's the spread. That's insane. So I I, I, doing this. I I was leaning towards this yesterday. I, I, I said what before I even you know, made it from this pick. I, I, I to be full disclosure, I made the same pick on BetQL weekend. Okay, which is going to air at noontime today, same time this podcast will be out on AM eight fifty in Boston. Uh, and then the money started coming in. Then I saw this stat, and so it just maybe it's confirmation bias. But uh, I'm not only betting it uh, minus six and a half. I'm taking a little page out of Shime time. Okay, oh? I'm gonna have I'm gonna have a little money. On alternate line, Celtics minus nine and a half plus thirty five. One thirty five. Wow. Okay. So, uh, so you I are think very confident in the Celtics team. Going this feels into like game a wood. Sh- this feels like a woodshed game. And I'm actually now hoping Kyle Lowry plays, although it'll affect a prop bet I want to make. But yeah, this feels like Celtics, and you're you're pretty heavy on the over here. So it's Celtics and over. That's the that's the show parlay here. Yeah, I, I think that, and I think that's the right play. I think Celtics in the over seems like the right way to go. Because to me, the way the Celtics have played is. It's you lose one bad kind of stinker, and then they just win out and outright dominate two, three games in a row, and then they'll have another brain fart or a stinker. And it's almost like that's Ime's plan because it then gives him something to yell at them about and to, and to kind of coax them into being better where they go, and that's why they don't lose back-to-backs, right? They, 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 they'll lose one, and then they dominate outright for multiple games. So I, I just I think the Celtics absolutely have to be the play tonight. Uh, I mentioned Kyle Lowry. He may go in this game. A bunch of the prop stuff I was interested in talking with you guys about and with Shime about today is not there yet because I think the book is the, the books are waiting for officially They're Derek being White. In. Well, Derek White, yeah, exactly. Derek White in off the birth of a child. Kyle Lowry questionable. Now, he traveled with the team. Yep. And I mentioned this yesterday. I talked to a guy who covers the, Philly, uh, the, the Philadelphia sports scene. And not only did Lowry go three for 14, six points in the two games he tried to play before he shut it down against the Sixers, he said he was, the only guy who was slower than him on the court was James Harden. So I actually hope he plays for the Celtics' sake. I don't hope he plays for, for Gabe Vincent. So Gabe Vincent, we hit on his over 10.5 points and one and a half threes in Game 2. I want to go back to it at any similar number for Game 3. It's just not posted yet. We're talking at 9.33 a.m. on Saturday morning. So my advice for you is that they post Gabe Vincent prop bets and the points are anywhere near 10, 10.5 where it was last time, and the three-point prop is 1.5. He's their guy. He plays 30 minutes a game with Lowry out. He's their offensive piece. They don't play Duncan Robinson anymore. Uh, they love this kid. He's hit big shots in this series so far. He's played really good in both He's games. He's played really well, yeah. So, I, t- to me, as soon as they post it, Shine will be interested in Gabe Vincent anywhere near the same stuff we got for game two. We'll see if the books adjust the line for game three. And I think tied into that, too, if Kyle Lowry plays, I'm looking at that points total because if that's a little too high, I'm probably going to – going to swing under on Kyle Lowry and also in turn swing over on Bam. I, I think Kyle Lowry will help Bam out of bio a little bit. I just don't think Kyle Lowry will be much of a factor offensively. That's a good point. I, I don't have many other props for this game here. I got Shyamalan. a few. I got a I'm handful. In, uh, well, I'm invested in the series, as you know, uh, after game two. 
I like the Celtics uh, tonight, uh, minus six and a half. I like the adjusted line uh, from a blowout standpoint, and I want some Gabe Vincent once it's made available on the big site. So help us out. Give the prop palooza on the Saturday. People want props. Yeah, right off the bat, Jimmy Butler's only set at 26 and a half. That number's too low. Like, this guy has been lights out uh, in both games. He's been the Heat's best player. I think in game two he had, what, 28? So I, I, yeah. I see him getting anywhere from 28 to 33 again tonight. Uh, so I'm going to go over Jimmy Butler, 26 and a half. Uh, and then Grant Williams. Uh, Grant Williams had a bad game one, a very good game two. His number right now is eight and a half for points. I'm going to go over eight and a half. It's only minus 115, so it's really not much juice there at all that you have to lay. I really like the Grant over eight and a half. And with that, the over one and a half three-pointers made, uh, which is minus 115 as well. So I like those two Grant Williams props. And the last one is... Tatum assists. This one is really juiced, so it, you may be better off playing it in the same game parlay if you want to do that, like our friend Robert California. Uh, yep. It's not, The number's four and a half. That's yeah, too they're low. Catch, they're catching on. They're yeah. catching on to the, the it's it's, mi- it's minus 150, but it's four and a half. So it's, yeah. I think it's a great same game parlay piece. If you're confident in the Celtics or like me in the over, tie the Tatum assist number in, and I think you're looking good. Uh, as for uh, anything else in the game, want to hit? Sounds like we're pretty heavy Celtics, pretty heavy over, and you and I both think the Celtics win this game. Today. Yeah, I think that. I mean, I think we summed it up perfectly. I think we we've we're at a consensus here. It's Celtics over, uh, and a couple player props for you. Let us know what you like, BetQL Boston on Twitter, and please follow. Uh, when you get a chance, we do not tweet a lot. We tweet out, we win. We tweet out, we lose. Interact with the fans. That's why we're there, and to let you know where the podcast is. Uh, NHL was huge for you last night. Three and Three and zero. What were the three winners last uh, night? So we had NHL? Connor McDavid over uh, one and a half points. Oh that was basically disgusting. even money. He had a goal and an assist. Uh, we had the over in Calgary at uh, Calgary Edmonton. The game scored fifteen goals in game one, and yep. then they came back and said, "Here, we're going to go over six and a half for game two. <laughs> and I laughed in their face and said, "Sir, I will take the over." And they hit eight goals in that game. Nice. Uh, and then I also had Carolina on the money line. That wasn't a big play because it was like they were like minus one sixty favorites. Um, but I was a big fan of Carolina line of winning a second game in a row against the Rangers. All right, so we talked off the air, so I know the answer. What do you have for tonight, Prince of Bucks? Uh, so I'm act- I'm actually going to take the night off uh, in this one. Oh, my yeah, God. Uh, take a night off during a hot streak? Normally you don't quit oh. on a heater, but Mud, I just oh. I don't feel like I have a great oh. feeling on this Blues-Colorado game. I, fe- I thought I did after game one. I kind of nailed it. The Avalanche came out slow after having all those days off of rest, uh, and, but they still ended up winning. Uh, and then in game two, I thought Avalanche would come out and blow doors, and they did not. Uh, St. Louis won 4-1. to one. Uh, I, I I just I don't have a lot of confidence in this game because the the and the total scares me because I, I think at any point in time Colorado's so good that they could score seven goals. But if they play like they did in game two and Jordan Bennington once again stands on his head, this game's gonna go under. So I, I think if I'm leaning anything for a bet in this game, it's under six and a half. There's only one NHL game tonight. I am just going to stay away. I'm going to keep my money in my pocket. I'm actually going to look towards the PGA and the Celtics tonight to place my money there. So we have turned uh, Shyman to a complete, complete golf DJ. Uh, just took, a complete golf DJ. It, we talked to <laughs> Hannibal on Wednesday, and you've texted me five times now about different golf bets. I get yeah. the so uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in golf. So we're talking again Saturday morning. A bunch of the guys that we mentioned on the podcast on Wednesday are, are lighting kicking. it up. They're kicking ass right now. I mean, Willie's out. You and Hannibal deserve like a round of applause. Well, again, At least it's been two again, rounds. Let but. me advise. Okay, this is where having played pretty consistently, not only you know, betting but but golf daily fantasy now for going on about about a year or so uh, last fall. So uh, about a year. It means nothing today. The the, the leaderboard you're looking at this morning is going to be different. But through two rounds, Zalatoris, 
Mito Pereira at 80 to 1. Uh, Cameron Young had an awesome back nine yesterday. He's now on the top 10. Who am I missing? Missing anyone else? Uh, Justin Thomas. Justin yeah. Thomas, who uh, Hannibal said is due to win one. Davis Riley, yeah. I'm pretty sure, was mentioned as well on the podcast. Holy crap. Davis Riley had a good day yesterday. I forgot hey, about he's him. He's four under tied for fifth. So we we really did we, – we caught a break here, okay, because we uh, – Hannibal didn't mean to do it. I did mean to do it. I, I have some – again, I, I spent too much time on, on Golf Daily Fantasy, so I subscribed to different subscription sites, and they really pointed to the weather being a huge issue Thursday, Friday, where you wanted to play early Thursday and late Friday. And so that worked out. Admittedly, the weather is completely even, Steven, this weekend. There is – from what I can do Saturday morning – there's not going to be crazy wind. It's going to be similar scoring conditions for everybody. Maybe a little bit heavier late, late, late this afternoon. But really overall, consistent winds throughout. Things are looking good for us. But I know you're into it because you're sending me texts with exclamation points about yes. golf right now. Yeah, I am. I, Mutt, I am thrilled. I am. Good. I'm looking to, I mean, like I said, I cashed four bets yesterday. I Tiger made the cut? Of, yep. Tiger made the cut, and then I hit my three hockey bets. So now I have a lot of money to play with here uh, on a Saturday morning. And so I'm going to make a nice little drive up to New Hampshire, and I am going to place a couple top 10, top 20, top five, or top five bets, uh, and even a couple winner bets, I think, along the way. So Cam Young, who we, we, we touted from Ryan Hannibal, great job by him. He was 51. We bet him. This is the part about golf. He's still I, I'm he's still fifty to one. So, but it's like I could <laughs> I could have waited two days and got the guy at fifty to one. He's going to make a run up the leaderboard. I don't know if he's going to win at this point, uh, but he's get, I think top ten for Cam Young. You mentioned that via plus two thirty this morning. You're getting almost two to one on him. Um, I'll give you a couple twenty to one shots that I wouldn't be shocked if they're in the mix going into Sunday. Cam Smith the twenty two to love one. Cam Smith. I'm betting Cam Smith the twenty two to one. Bingo. There's no there's nobody who heats up and gets three, four, five birdies in a row better than Cam Smith. He was uh, had a big putt yesterday and Van Pelt, who's been awesome on this coverage in my opinion. Uh, had a great line. He's like, whatever his percentage in, it's higher. I, he always hits big putts. Yeah. And he's right. Cam Smith is clutch. He's gutsy. He goes for it. He's going to have nice, wide uh, fairways here. So 22-1 to one on Cam Smith and 22-1 to one on, on uh, Abraham Anser, who's played really well and just a, a couple shots back. He's under the radar here. Uh, and a couple of top 10 bets I like. Stuart Sink is 3-1 to one to make the top 10. Uh, Matt Kuchar, 3-1 to one to make the top 10. Two professionals, Shime, yep. that'll grind it out till the end. They're not... They, they're not going to go for it all to risk their round. They're veteran players who want to get a top 10. They want to cash that check. So 3-1 to one top 10 on Sink and Kuchar. Those are four bets I know I'm going to make this morning. Um, I'll, I'll give you one wild one, okay? And I, this is, I'm, I'm putting five bucks on it just in case. Jordan Spieth to win this thing is 100-1. to one. Yeah, now, that's I, wild I know to it, me. I know he's 10 shots back right now. But if anyone can make have a, a huge day on Saturday and sort of get himself back into it, Finally, getting his putting together. I don't think it's crazy to dibble dabble pizza money on Spieth at uh, hundred to one, or at, uh, you know what? I'm not going to say top ten for him because they, they've juiced up his, his top ten is only three and a half to one. So yeah. just a couple of bucks on Jordan Spieth, but obviously, top, I mean, his top five though is what eleven to one. I, I don't hate that. So you can you can certainly do it. Um, for me, I'm just going to just uh, I, I like to be holding a Jordan Spieth ticket hundred to one. Yeah, when he too. makes his run today. Uh, but Cam answer. Sink and Kuchar top 10, a little bit of speed. In addition to everything we already talked about on Wednesday, Will Zalatoris, Cam Young, Mito Pereira, 
Uh, the guy all, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm going to be dabbling above. a lot on Davis Riley today. I just think okay. that round two, he was very confident. It wasn't it wasn't like super exciting, but it was like a clean two under. He only bogeyed once. Uh, he, it felt like his putting was really, really good. Uh, so I actually really like Davis Riley. Uh, a nice little Davis Riley top five play at four to one. Should also point out, so when you dig into the stats chime, he is playing well. He is tied for fifth in shots gained total uh, on the course this week. And he's not doing well. He's 71st and shots gain around the green. So if he's able to chip a little bit better, putt a little bit better, he's 40th in the field in putting right now. Um, he's four under. He's only five shots back. Yeah. But you have the you know, Zalatoris at 9-1. to one. I mean, that's a huge call by Hannibal. Insane. I'll see if he can hold on. I mean, Zalatoris, what will be interesting today, does the pressure get to two young golfers yep. and Willie Z and, and Mito Pereira? I, I'm looking forward to watch those guys today because they're two of the young guns in the sport. They have Justin Thomas and Cam- and, and McElroy breathing down their neck. Like, so I also have a question awesome for you leaderboard. In, in, that, in that regard. Like, you talk yeah. about the two young golfers. Do you have any feel on Bubba Watson here? I mean, a Bubba Watson winner ticket right now is 18-1. to 1. He's one stroke back at Justin Thomas. He's currently in fourth place. Like, he's a guy that's been there before. He's won the Masters, what, twice? Like, this is a guy who we know can play. Do you have any, any feel on Bubba Watson heading into the final two days? I feel like he had such a bad first round, he buried himself to win the thing. Now, he shot a 63 yesterday. He had a putt for 62. So he played awesome. Uh, I'm fading him with with the idea I don't think he'll put back-to-back 63s together. If he does, God bless him. And by the way, he has the skill to do it. Yeah. But uh, he also – remember, he played in the really – he played in the right wave. He played early and then late. He had no wind issues, and now nobody's going to have wind issues. That's why Justin Thomas is the second choice right now because I think the books are right. He played in the teeth of the wind and still went out there and shot six under. Yeah. Like, I, I think – it, it's too short a price. I'm not betting Zalatoris a two to one to win or Justin Thomas a three to one. Yeah, for but sure. But if I had to pick a winner right now, like just you can pick anybody in the field to win, I think it's Justin Thomas because he's played well and he's played against the best weather so far this week. Cool. Um, I can't wait for this. It's already started. It's already underway. I, don't, I know. I can't believe they start at seven a.m. Hideki so Matsuyama th- already one under. Okay, we'll take that. We got some Hideki and some daily fantasy today. Um, all right, let's end with the Preakness here, Sean. Uh, do you have any opinion on the Preakness? Did you look at it all? Do you care about it at all? Where do you so fall on the Preakness? I, I will be honest, Mutt. I yep. know nothing. Gotcha. I, and when I say we'll nothing, I mean, yeah. I, I just After know the triple nothing. Crown, we'll get through Triple Crown. We'll get you there. Yeah, I just know nothing about horse racing. Uh, you, you talked about it yesterday a little bit on the pod. Uh, a lot of it sounded like French to me. I had no yep. idea what any of it meant. So I'm, totally I'm currently did. in the learning phase. We're not going to teach people how to bet it today. Uh, we will tell you this. The, the horse to beat in the Preakness today, they're going to run this at 7.01. I have a Preakness pick and then two other races I'll give you on the undercard if you're playing the Preakness at Pimlico today. The Preakness comes up at 7.01. The Kentucky Derby winner is not here. Okay, this takes Starch out of the race. It's a, it's, I would have loved to bet against him because people would have bet the Derby winner. Shime, he had no chance of winning. That would have inflated the odds on everybody else. Uh, with triple crown on the line, like there is no buzz for the Preakness. So I get if people aren't excited for it. It's not a good betting race, not a good betting card. Epicenter is 6-5 to five right now on the morning line. I just saw live odds. And again, this is 9.30 this morning. Uh, he's 7-5 to five on the morning line, so he's going to be a prohibitive favorite. Uh, he is the most likely horse to win, but if you bet, a, you bet $2 on him, you, know, you barely get $2 back. So it's it's mm. not I'm not willing to sit here and tout this horse. I will use him in you know pick threes, pick fours, and pick fives as a, a horse I'll use heavily. Okay. But the other horse I want to tell people about uh, the horse I'm going to bet to win, and his current odds is, is, are eight to one, is the number five horse. Early voting, early voting is ridden by Jose Ortiz, trained by Chad Brown. They qualified for the Derby. They decided not to run the Derby and pointed here instead. He has a pace advantage early. Uh, the people I talked to in New York that uh, watch horses for a living and do workouts for a living said the horse could not be doing better. 
Uh, Claridge, the owner, wants to win this race again. He's from the Baltimore area, and I see no other early speed in this race. He was three and a half to one on the morning line. He is currently eight to one in the early betting as people hammer Epicenter and bet some longer shots on the board. So uh, for me, I, I'm going to have a win bet on early voting, anything uh, four to one or better. Four to one or better, I'm betting on early voting to win, but I think it's very likely five eight eight five. Uh, the idea for a long shot for me to work into your trifectas uh, would be the number two creative minister. Only his fourth start, but they paid 150 grand to get this horse into the race. I think he has a big shot to win some big races this year as a three-year-old. Two-week turnaround is quick, but he's 10 to one on the morning line. I think he definitely hit the board. The the Philly, who's ever going to bet Secret Oath? You're watching the coverage on NBC. They're going to be talking ad you know over and over again about Secret Oath, the number four. Won the Kentucky Oaks. He's the only female in this race. Phillies have won this race before. Swiss Skydiver a couple of years ago. Rich Alexander won it, uh, obviously. Uh, I'm going to be against her today. As I said yesterday, I'm BetQL. Uh, she can win, but it won't be with my money. She can be overbet shine because she's the, she's the story. She's the Philly <laughs> running against the boys. They always get overbet. Her Arkansas Derby was a terrible field. I'm, I'm glad she ran that race. I'm glad she's running here because they had some interest to it. But unfortunately, I like the second choice and the first choice. I'm going to bet the second choice of what I hope is inflated odds. So for me, 5-8-2. I'm hoping to get home here in the Preakness Shine. Early voting, epicenter, creative minister, and a little bit of the one. Simplification. We're okay. simple people. That's we're simple people. I like it. Uh, and then two, real, real quickly, uh, if you're playing the undercard today, race number seven. Uh, Dick Girardi talked about this race. He said Oksana, the two, was the speed. I'm going to bet the nine in that race. Time limit for Mike Maker. Uh, off the layoff since February, uh, Maker Ortiz. And then in the next race, the eighth, the other party, uh, same connections. Uh, Maker and uh, Irad Ortiz, the six. Uh, I think it's not, it's not a moat. Let me just flip to it here. Atone. I'm trying to atone for all my sins today. <laughs> so early in the card, uh, but to load up your bankroll for the Preakness. Uh, uh, in race seven, the nine horse. Race eight, the six horse. And I would bet a daily double there. Cole double, 9-6. Mike Maker, Irad Ortiz double. That's my hopefully make some money there for the rest of the card. Not a great card. I will be watching this afternoon. I will not be as invested as most of the Triple Crown days because we have Little League, Little League, soccer, more Little League tomorrow, a million things going on at the PGA. And so it's a little bit of a back burner, Shime. Because there's so much other stuff going on. Yeah, there's Celtics a tonight. ton of stuff going on. Celtics, man. Celtics. It's just it's a wonderful weekend to be a sports fan or a gambling yeah. fan. So that I mean, so so much to the point. We should like 30 minutes. We're supposed to be a quick podcast on a Saturday morning. Just like a half an hour. For yeah, you. exactly. Uh, again, we ask you to subscribe. BetQL Boston, iTunes, uh, Spotify, Odyssey app. Uh, we'll have a Celtics recap tomorrow. Yep. We'll have PGA final round thoughts tomorrow. Hopefully, Prince of Pucks will be back in full action tomorrow because there's and three I got, games and I, tomorrow. And like we said the other day, I'm not making picks to make picks. We cashed early last night. Kike Hernandez over uh, one and a half total bases with our Mutt's Big Bet on the Red Sox broadcast. I, I didn't look yet this morning. I'm not going to give anything out. So cool. no Red Sox bets here today. Hope that's okay with you, Sean. Yeah, I think that's Since perfectly you're, fine. You're not only the producer, but like the program director of this show. Like you're <laughs> sort of in charge. Like, yeah, I, you know, what, I like to I like to think I wear the pants in the relationship here, Mutt. Nah, <laughs> uh, I would but, like to think. Where, where's the group outing? Where's the Where's my invite <laughs> to Navigation Brewing? Let's go. What are we doing hey, here? You were working. You were working the Red Sox game. All right, let's get some winners today, Sean. We'll talk tomorrow morning, buddy. Thank you. Can't wait, Mutt. Talk to you then.